Hey guys, welcome back to Two Bookworms. And one podcast. The book club podcast where you can hear my husband feeding my dogs in the background. <laughs> <laughs> We're just two best friends that like to talk a lot about books. I'm Cameron. And I'm Lacey. And it's Bridgerton week. Bridgerton! So excited. We read The Duke and I by Julia Quinn because Cameron is obsessed with the show Bridgerton. Has Lacey watched it yet? No, I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to do this episode first because I could. I rewatched the trailer and I could tell that there was a lot of differences, and I didn't want to cross my wires. That's that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Well, we'll get to all about the Bridgerton, the Duke and I, in a minute, but we'll kind of talk about our week. How was your week? What's your suck for the week? <sighs> so the suck for the week is so we've been quarantining anyway for the most part but like we'll like even get groceries and stuff but somebody came up positive in my son's classroom this week so we've been just quarantine quarantining yep. for the next two um, weeks just in case as a precaution that sucks so Lacey and I are on Skype um yep. again we, yeah we, uh, <laughs> after the kid in her son's class tested positive she was like hey I just want you to know what's up, so it's probably best if we do Skype. And I was like, you know what? I appreciate that, you know, thinking about my health, too. <laughs> so we're on Skype, um, which sucks because we had, like, just gone back to in-person. Yeah. We were so looking so. forward to this weekend to skating. And yes. And it was such a nice weekend. Yeah. It was. Oh, it was so it nice. Perfect. Well, the next time we're recording will be um, – it's valentine's day weekend but i was going to suggest that we record on the 13th because it's galentine's day and i was going to say i was going to suggest we record that day because then we can like you know record and i don't know maybe watch sabrina and like drink and shit i don't know i'm down for that yes it's gonna be epic all right well my suck for the week. God, I feel like I always have so many, and then when we come to record, I'm like, oh, shit, what was I going to say? Um, suck, suck, suck. What have I been complaining about this week? Mm. Well, one suck that I have is, like, Thursday, my eyes just, like, because basically I work all day on a computer, like, I stare at a screen for eight hours of my work day. Then I log off to go do homework on a computer. So then I've been like reading on a Kindle lately. I also got a new Kindle. But um, it's still like the old style where it's like the ink placement. So it's not like a backlit screen, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's like my eyes couldn't focus. And I felt like I was like cross-eyed. So I had to take off work like Thursday and Friday. Because I was like, I just need... A break, like my eyes. Yeah, it was really I get it. Me. So I took I off. It. it was very nice to be off. Um, it go. It went by just as fast as two day weekend, even though it's like a four day weekend. <laughs> um, so that sucks. I just wish we had more days off. That'd be nice. But I'm getting some new blue light glasses. Um, so it's like my dream to be an influencer. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> This company reached out and they were like, hey, we want to send you some blue light glasses. Um, you know, we'll send them to you for free if you just post about them. And I was like, hell yeah, perfect timing because I can't see straight. 
Yeah. So we got some blue light, blue light glasses. What's your suite for the week? I hope they help. I use I use some when I am game and everything. Um, but I just wasn't wearing them, which is really stupid because they're sitting right on my desk. It's hard to wear them when you're not used to wearing anything, though. Yes. And then I feel like my perspective kind of changes when I do wear them for eight hours and then I take them off. Because mm-hmm. then my eyes are like, what? Like a really weird situation. Oh, my sweet. You know, I don't, I don't know that I have a sweet. Oh, come on. You've got to have one in there somewhere. Everything's just kind of blah. Like, I can't. Well, yeah, you're in quarantine. Yeah, I can't go anywhere. (laughs) I've already cooked cooked and baked everything I've wanted to because we've been in quarantine for almost a year now. So, what's different with what you're doing now and what you were doing, like, before the kid tested positive? Like, we just don't, we don't go to get groceries. He's not going to his dad's. Um... Like, we don't go get takeout or anything. Like, we're just not seeing anybody. Like, You've I have my groceries. Like, I have my groceries. Yeah. No, I don't, I, have, I don't even pick them up right now. I'm having them delivered. Whoa. How do you have them delivered? Uh, Amazon Fresh. Oh. So, like, you can get, like, produce and stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. Okay. So, like, how, how soon after you order it is it delivered? Depends on when you order it. Like, I usually order mine at night, and it'll arrive usually 5 to 7 the next morning. That's when I pick, because I'm up then. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, um, it's, like, cold? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh-huh. And what about the pricing? Is it, like, comparable to the grocery store? For most things. There are some things that are maybe more expensive, but there's also, like... Usually sales they have, or they'll run like coupons for like twenty percent off, or like uh, certain, you know, set monetary amounts off of produce, or they'll have like this item for free. Get one of these items for free, or maybe like twenty five cents for this item or something. I've gotten a can of Lysol off of there for twenty five cents before. I've gotten what? a free a free hibiscus tea with my groceries before. I've gotten a bunch of things. Okay, and this is just with your regular, like, Prime membership? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Steve, we're going to have to try this shit. This sounds legit. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. When Steve and I lived in Colorado, we got snowed in a lot, and we didn't know anyone there, so it really prepared us well for quarantine. Yeah. But I get it, to. because you can't even, like, go get a cup of coffee or, mm-hmm. like, come to my house, or I can't come to your house. Right. I get it. It's it's okay. You just have one more week. Yeah. Because it's been like, well, when did you find out he had tested positive? Tuesday. It was like Monday. Okay. So like a week and a day. Yeah. But none of you are showing like symptoms, right? No. I've been really tired, but it's not because of that. I've been really tired too. Yeah. But Mercury's about to go in retrograde. Is that so what it's it probably is? that. Yeah, it's probably that. I mean, like exhausted. Like I don't nap. And I napped today for, like, two hours. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I've been so, I've been so tired. Um, I'm always tired, but I've been, like, even more tired. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm always tired. 
I could nap any time of the day, any place, no. anywhere. I can sleep no. in public. Yeah. <laughs> My mom thinks that's the weirdest thing is that, like, because when I used to fly home a lot to visit, she would, I'd be like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, catch a nap on the plane. She's like, how do you sleep in public, Cameron? How do you do that? People are watching you. <laughs> like, number one, no, they're not. Number two, I'm tired. <laughs> Like, uh, I just hope I wake up in time for my flight. Right? Just wake me up. <laughs> Put a sign on, do not wake up for snacks. <laughs> <laughs> well, my sweet for the week is... Okay, I'll use this one. So, um, we got a new rug, which doesn't sound that exciting. But this rug is machine washable. I know what you're thinking, but how, Cameron? So, <laughs> it comes... <laughs> in two pieces there's like a black piece that goes underneath and it has like a side for the floor that's like a gripper and then the top it like feels like velcro but it's not there's like you know how velcro has two different materials and then one like sticks to the other Mm -hmm. it feels like the like the pricklier one and then you just lay the rug out over it and you can just pull off that top part anytime you want and throw in the washing machine Ooh. Is that not incredible? That is. So that was obviously important because I have dogs. Um, and my last rug that I was so happy to take to the dumpster today, my dumbass got a white rug with two dogs. <laughs> yeah, lesson learned. And it was like shag. So it's like never freaking clean. There's always something in it. Mm-hmm. I saw a picture of it. Actually, I think I moved. There's like a part of our couch where you can put like a chase lounge. And so I moved it one day to vacuum and it was like a white square where that chase lounge. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this rug is gray. It's not white anymore. And I'm not like a dirty person, but I'm like, this is disgusting. So that was what prompted me to look at a new rug. And then I kept seeing ads for Ruggable. That's how I got my rug. There's Ruggable. If you're interested, message me. I'll send you a coupon. Um, yeah, I haven't washed it yet. We'll see how it goes when I wash it. I kind of just want to wash it to see how it goes. <laughs> that's, the, that's the test. It's if a normal washing machine and dryer is going to hold it or if you're going to have to take it to the laundromat. So this size, and they have it on their website, like whatever size you get, they tell you this will fit fine in a regular washer. This one you're going to need to use, like the industrial one. Okay. So we got like a 9 by 7 I want to say. And it says it will fit in a regular washer. So we'll see. Um, they have runners. I'm going to get some runners for the kitchen because they're really, they're really pretty. And um, I think anything bigger than what we have has to go in an industrial. I wonder if it would work well for, like, say, a bathroom since it's washable. Yeah, so they have different ones. They have some that are padded, like if you're going to stand on them a lot. You can get the padded one. Like, I thought that would be a good idea for, like, in front of the sink and the stove, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they they have some for bathrooms. And then so, like, the one I got in the living room, I just got the flat one. Um, and then the system, the way the system works is it's, like, once you have that black pad, you can get any topper you want. Like, you can switch it out. So it's cheaper to just buy, like, the topper than it is the whole system. But, like, once you have that system, you can just get another size topper and put it over it. So, like, if we, you know, when we move into a house, if we're like, hey, we want to put 
a different, like we need a different color. We can just buy the topper and it's much cheaper to just get the topper. I think the majority of the expense is that bottom part. So makes sense. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, I posted some pictures. If you're interested, you can go to my Instagram and check them out. Um, and I'll send you a coupon, but yeah, that's my suite for the week. Um, let me see if I have anything to go over before we get started. I think William sent me something. He was, oh, he was listening to the episode for last week. And um, he said that, I was also talking about this with Kelly, who is at Booked Bandit. Because, you know, we said we wanted to come up with a name for the male The manstress. Yeah. So he said, I'd like to submit for consideration Mr. Stress. He said it reads a little heavy, but once you say it out loud a couple of times, I feel like it really flows well and you know exactly what it means. So it's basically Mr. Stress. Yeah. (laughs) Mr. Stress. But to be fair, your side boyfriend is probably not the one stressing you out. It's probably your husband stressing you out. You know what I mean? So like, I don't know, because sometimes the side one can stress, stress you out, too. That's true. Like the, oh, we're going to get caught, you know, stress. Yeah. Well, and, you know, usually there's drama with the side one, too. They say there's not, but there is. Mm-hmm. Did I bring that up last week? I don't think I did, because he just texted us. Yeah, he just sent this to me Wednesday. Okay. Making sure I wasn't repeating myself. So, right now on the table, we have Mr. Stress. If you want to submit your recommendation, let us know. I let Kelly know. <laughs> and she's like, I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah. We'll have a poll um, once we figure out the finalists. Yeah, we'll have a poll. That'll be fun. Um, <laughs> guess let's just dig into this book. Yes. Let's. So I don't really think we need to give a synopsis. Well, go ahead and give them a synopsis. I mean... <laughs> It takes place in the the era, the 1800s. High Society London. Right. So, you know, the whole courting ship and everything's full force. You can't, can't kiss, you can't touch, you feel nothing until you're married. So, Mm -hmm. basically, this woman is being pimped out by her mother. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to find, so she, her father has died and her brother has assumed her father's title of the Viscount. Right. So she is English nobility. Um, and it's very stressed upon that you are not to marry down. So her mother is trying to find a, a suitable man because she has been in season, which when the girl comes of age, they like put them on the market to get married. Um, and it's like her <laughs> second season, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it says in the book it was her second season. So her mom's trying to find, like, a suitable husband for her. I mean, basically, these girls have been raised to be wives. Yeah, like, that's it. Kind of like they're raising cows to be slaughtered. They're just raising, like, they're not even going to school. These girls were taught by, like, a governess. Yeah. They don't go only, to college. Only what they wanted to, wanted their mothers to teach them. Yes. Because there was it's things sad. that she said she didn't know until she read about them. It's sad. Um, but anyhow, we digress. And yeah. so there's a duke that comes back home from being abroad. What did it, where did it say? Africa? 
He had kind of, yeah, I think he had just come back from Africa, but he had yeah. been all over the place. So he comes back. It's her brother's childhood friend, and they make this deal because he doesn't want to marry, and he's being paraded around just because he's a duke and everybody thinks he should be married. And every time he goes to, like, a social function, the single women who are also on the market and their mothers are, like, hounding him, like, oh, my yeah. God, you have to meet my daughter. You have to meet my daughter. And he's like, he has vowed he will never marry and she's tired. Well, she has been on the market for a while, and she's worried that she's not going to find someone suitable. So he's like, hey, men are going to be more interested if they think another man's interested, which is 100% true. Yes. So, yes. so they come up with this deal to fake like they're courting each other so they don't have to deal with everybody else's antics. Yep. And that is the same thing the show's about so pretty spot on um we'll start with our questions and then these are a mix of oprah's book club questions and our questions and we got a lot to talk about yeah a lot so number one what was your favorite part of the book <gasps> my favorite part Probably how they met, how Simon and Daphne met. Yeah. Because she is dealing with this guy that's that's asked for her hand in marriage a couple times. He's yeah. drunk, he won't take no for an answer, and she just flat out punches him. <laughs> and he <Yeah>. passes out. <laughs> and Simon witnesses this happening and struggles if he should help her or not and decides to help her and they don't realize who each other is at this moment. Mm -hmm. And anyone that's seen the show knows Nigel, that Nigel Burbrook is the one that won't take no for an answer. Um, and he's not a very like good looking man. He looks a little bit older than her and he's kind of just, you know, greasy, like, you know, like just not, good looking um so yeah that was that was funny how they met i agree um i think my favorite part hmm. oh, i made like a whole list of differences between the book and the show and i was gonna try to just bring all of them up at the end but it's hard because there's some things that they went deeper into the book of course that's how it always is with the book. Um, so I'm going to say the fact that it really talks about his stutter, his stammer. Um, the show, it kind of just sh like it does. So, you know how we have that prologue and it's basically Simon's like childhood and why he has this relationship with his father. Yes. So in the show, it just kind of does flashbacks. So and you get little bits and pieces like each episode of his childhood and and why he has this relationship with his father. But as an adult, it never shows him struggling with. And in the book, you could see, you know, when someone would bring up his dad or like when he and Daphne would fight, he would kind of revert back to that. Mm -hmm. And I like how it like touched on that because the show just kind of like, OK, it's magically gone. He doesn't have a stutter anymore. And that's not real life. No. So I like how the book 
I like how the book went through his childhood all at once at the beginning, and then I like how it touched on how he overcomes that, basically. Yeah. Does that make sense? I get it. Okay. I get it. Because if you sit there and question the show, you'd be like, but, but why? Right. <laughs> right. What happened? So, what was your least favorite part of the book? So, my least favorite part. I've, I have an idea of what you're about to say. Say, what am I gonna say? Say it, and then I'll tell you what I was thinking was right. <laughs> so my least favorite part was after they had discussion several times about children. <laughs> she still pushes him to have children. Well, not not that. It's that that one moment, that one night when he was very well, very yeah. drunk. It's not the fact that they had sex. It's the fact that she made him. Like finish, finish inside of her made him. Okay, let's talk about this because before we recorded this episode, when I was watching the show, I had obviously heard people talking about this. Um, so I, I was expecting it in the show, and I told Steve about it. And then when I saw the scene in the show, I was like, okay, that is not what people were saying because in the show and I meant to watch that episode again today before we recorded but you can email us and tell me if I'm wrong I'm pretty sure it does not depict him as drunk at all in the show so cut to me reading this scene in the book and I'm like oh my god yeah she totally took advantage of him yeah she's helping him get in the bed She's undressing him and she's thinking to herself because she sees that he has an erection and she's like, oh, this is the perfect opportunity for me to get because it's obviously still working. That's mm. fucked up. Um, and I read a lot about it and I didn't want to talk about it on this episode. But I'm like, after I read the scene, I was like, no, we, we need to talk about it. It's. It didn't, it didn't like take anything away from the book. I still enjoyed no. the book, but yeah, that that was that was pretty messed up. Um, and imagine if the roles were reversed and he right. did that to her. Right. Um, because he tried, he tried to pull away, and she was like, "No." And that's the uh -huh. point where I was like, "Wait up, hold uh -huh. on." <laughs> I mean, she was. It was it was wrong from even when she was just thinking about it, taking off his boots or whatever, and she saw. That he uh, had an erection, which, by the way, is not true when dudes are drunk. Well, they try not to pee on themselves, okay? <laughs> try not to throw up. Um, yeah, I can see why that's your least favorite part. A lot of talk on Bookstagram. People are very upset by that. Um, we probably should have put a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode. So look out for that. If you're gonna read sorry. It. I'm sorry. But yeah, the show depicts it very different um, from what I remember. I just watched it like a week or two ago. So I don't remember him being drunk. And that's why I was so confused after I watched it. Because I was like, I didn't really, what is everyone talking about? Um, but I get it. You know, I read and it, it. Could, it could be maybe the fact that people had such a problem with it in the book is why they didn't do it exactly the same way in the show. Yeah, that could be it. That could definitely did, be it. I did slightly read through some of the reviews before I read the book and mm -hmm. there were it was several, in every single one of them, yeah, right? Several yeah. mentions. <laughs> Another thing that bothers me about her is he told her from the get go 
from the moment they met, he said, I'm not getting married. I'm not having kids. At the duel, he tells her, I'm not getting, okay, I'll marry you, but I'm not having kids. I cannot have kids. So for the fact that she goes into the, okay, so let's kind of catch everyone up. So they meet, whatever. They're running this ruse. Um, he falls in love with her, like, from the moment he sees her. Mm-hmm. He feels something for her. And I love that. That I sh- that should have been my favorite part of the book, too, because we yeah. don't get that in the show. We don't get how he feels. And I love seeing and, that side because you don't see that side in many books either. Right. Mine too. Right. And you can really see how he feels about her. He can't stop thinking about her. He's clearly in love with her. Um, and it's, it happens the same way in the show. He kisses her out in the garden and her brother catches them. And so because they've kissed, if anyone found out about this, she would be like ruined. No one's going to marry her. She's going to okay. be an old spinster. She's wasted. So it was more than a kiss on the book, though. Apparently he takes yeah. her top down and starts to so, suck on her to tay. But see, I don't... Okay, so what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was, so, he was pulling them boobies out. Like, he, they, yeah, but, that did not happen in the show. <laughs> but what I don't get is that Daphne didn't know anything about what sex was going to be like because their mothers didn't tell them until their night before their wedding so she didn't know what he was you know i don't understand why she would let him like take her top down because she didn't know what that was all about you know i think she was she obviously had feelings for him too yeah i think she was caught up in the moment and just like trusted him and so and i'm sure it felt good whatever he was doing well i'm sure yeah i'm sure (laughs) new um also let me tell you in the show before he kisses her they're like walking around the park and they have this conversation where he tells her to go home and touch herself girl you're gonna love the book no that's not in the book but he tells her he says he says something and she's like what are you talking about he's like you know when you touch yourself she's like when you like touch myself and so it's like a very like erotic scene because he's like telling her what to do. <laughs> and so oh. I guess she has a little bit more awareness in the book after he tells her or in the show after he tells her that. But yeah, um, so he kisses her. The brother catches them. He's like, okay, well you have to marry her now. And Simon, aka the Duke of Hastings, has taken a vow not to get married because his father was so horrible to him. He does not want to have a child that will take the title of the Duke. He's like, it ends with me. This is my fuck you to my dad. And because Simon had a stutter when he was a kid and his dad called him horrible names and basically said stupid. He wasn't worthy just cause he, just cause he couldn't speak properly. What his father saw was proper until way later in life. And this child, this child was like four years old when all of this happened. Poor little child. Sends him to, like, live in the country with the nurse. And the nurse, like, educates him and helps him how to overcome it. And he was very smart. I mean, very. it talks about he was in college and at school and stuff. He was, like, the top of his class. So it's just, like, you know. And then it, I don't I don't think he ever talked to his dad again. And so this is why he doesn't want to have kids or get married. So at the duel, because after he says, no, I'm sorry, I can't marry your sister, her brother's like, oh, okay, well, then I'm going to fucking kill you at this duel because you've ruined my sister's honor. So they go to the duel, and they're going to – and he's like, I'm not going to raise my gun to you, Anthony, because they're, like, best friends. And Anthony's like, well, I'm going to kill you then. Well, then Daphne shows up, and she's like, really? 
Simon. Like, you would rather die than marry me. That's how much you don't want to marry me. He's like, it's not you. It's me. I just don't want to get married. And she's like, but if you die, somebody's already seen us, so I'm still going to get ruined. So at that point, she's gotten word from her brother Colin that someone did see them. So she's like, yeah, you'll be dead, but I'll be ruined. And so because he loves her so much, she's like, okay, I'll marry you. But listen, I can't have children. So she takes that to mean he physically cannot have children. Which I get. I get the problem with that as well. That he didn't explain why. But, I mean, he was forced into this situation already. So he wasn't prepared (laughs) to explain why for that either. I just hate that she went into it like, pestering him about having a kid when he told her Mm -hmm. straight up i'm not having kid i don't want any part of this like that's just like a woman so Mm -hmm. oh don't change your mind like no take them for what they say like if this is what they say don't try to push it any other way so my least favorite part of the book was that in the book it's just simon and daphne you get a few lines from her brothers her mom it doesn't really focus on anyone else. And in the show, you get Eloise, who's one of the best, it's her little sister, one of the best characters in the show. The queen, not even in the book. She's a great character. There's a prince who's not in the book. Um, I feel like the show gives you more background on these characters. It goes into the Featheringtons a little bit. It goes, um, I'm sure this happens like in later books because there's eight books in this series. But that was my least favorite part was that it was basically just Simon and Daphne. And those dialogue scenes are entirely too freaking long. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like page and page and page of them talking. And you're like, oh, my God, can something happen? <laughs> I you get that. Know? But it was the 1800s. What could happen? Oh, Lord. So this this is perfect segue into our next question. Was it a fast or slow read and why? It was a fast read for me. I finished it early. Yeah, it wasn't like dragging, but Mm-mm. each chapter is like a conversation. Right. I just didn't, I don't know, I just didn't really care for that. So it wasn't a slow read. I didn't have to like force myself to read it, but it wasn't as fast as like some other things. So which event scene or character has stuck with you the most? I mean, obviously, this say it's not really more of a scene. It's more of just Anthony's like disdain towards Simon. Yeah, he's kind of a douche. Yeah, he was kind of really, really a jerk. I mean, I'm, I'm sure. No guy would like to see their best friend with their little sister, but if you think, well, I mean, I can get why because they everybody said he was a man whore. That's yeah, not a I mean, whore, so I could get it. Think that of he it didn't this want his sister to be ruined, but you know, if you think he's a good guy, anyhow, wouldn't you want to see him with her? Right. I feel like Anthony is in a unique position because not only has he inherited his father's title, but also his responsibilities. So like, yeah, it's his sister, but he also has to like look out for her well being, And that includes marrying her off. And so like, if you like know your best friend, a fuck boy, 
you're like, no, I don't want that anywhere near my sister. Like, I don't care that he's a duke, whatever. I'm not. So I, I kind of get that side of it. Um, but why be so? Like he just changes. He's like, no, you're not my friend anymore. Yeah. Like you know. He is very hard on him. I agree. I agree. Um, the scene that stuck with me the most, yeah, obviously the rape scene. Um, yeah. It's pretty detailed. She, uh, yeah, that one definitely stuck out. Um, next question. This one's going to be fun. What did you think of the writing? Are there any standout sentences or vocabulary? Um, a ton. Yeah. What'd you get? Because there wasn't anything that I was just like, wow. I mean, of course, some of the words, like, I didn't. I didn't know Rake was a fuckboy pretty much. Yes. Later so on. I wrote down because one of the entire chapters is, you know, a conversation and every other word is Rake. So it's like, what is Rake? What is Rake? Um, let's talk about the word Rake. <laughs> <laughs> the Rake, formerly known as Earl Clive Dunn, has finally seen fit to grace London with his presence. That was a quote from the book. And that's when Lady Whistledown is talking in one of her papers. So, I looked it up. I mean, it basically means fuckboy. Mm-hmm. So, this is from Oprah Mag. A rake is a lovable scoundrel. There's a wide spectrum of rakes, and Simon of Bridgerton lands on the nicer end. <laughs> Usually a rake is someone who has been around and has had a number of relationships. He's probably pretty handsome. Essentially, the rake is the bad boy with the heart of gold. So it is a fuck boy. Um, there was also just like a ton of vocabulary words that I had never seen, like churl. She like calls her brother a churl. And that means like impolite, mean spirited or a peasant. <laughs> right. Um, myopic. So my I don't know how to say this. Myopia means nearsightedness and can mean lack of imagination and foresight. Um, yeah, those were the ones. Those were the only ones I wrote down. Did you get any? No, it was really just rake. And I think there was one other one, but I don't remember what it was. And I didn't write it down because I, it wasn't one of those that I had no clue. I used context clues. And it's pretty easy. Yeah. I wish okay. I, I wish I wrote it down. I get so bad about that sometimes. Daphne does say the word ton a lot, T-O-N. Yeah, um, maybe, I think that's what it was. I think that, I think I, actually, it probably is what it was. Because I was wondering what it was, but, you know, it's the higher society. You can guess what it is. So a few quotes, like, this is how she used it. If she weren't a member of the ton, there's no way she'd be privy to the sort of news she reports. Or by the time she started forcing people to pay for their gossip, all the ton was addicted. So I looked it up. I kind of got like a bit a more, like a better explanation. So, oh, my mom is calling. <laughs> Every time. Could you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Damn> it, <mom. laughs> okay. So this is from um, blogs.ancestry.com. And it says, what can the suffix on your family's name tell you? So these are for English suffixes. So, let's see. A name ending in man or er 
er usually reflects an occupation, as in Chapman, which is a a shopkeeper. (laughs) Bowman or Dauber is a plasterer. Or Turner is someone who ran a lathe. English name suffixes that end in L-E-Y indicate okay, that the original now. bearer lived near a woodland clearing. Bridget the ending pun means town. And I-N-G can mean the descendants, followers, or people of a place, as in Epping or Hastings. And the suffixes Ford and Ham also denote a place a family was associated with. So like the Featheringtons mm-hmm. or Bridgerton. the Bridgerton. So I guess because they're all like city folk. I tell you, she did her research, didn't she? She really did. She really <laughs> so we had never like rake and ton. And so that is what ton means. She's referring to like, I also kind of took it to mean like, like you said, their society, their high society, their little bubble right. that they're living in. You know, so. like a little click name or something, you know? Yes, exactly. Um, Next question. Would you want to read another book by this author? Yeah, I'd read another one. Me too. I I'm, I do want to finish the series. However, I don't know if this was in your book. This was in my book on the Kindle. It has two epilogues. Did yours have two? I don't think. Yeah, it did. Where and it fast forwards and they have their children. A major spoiler about one of the siblings because each book is about a different sibling. So now right. I argue who that sibling ends up with. And I was yeah. kind of pissed about that. Yeah. I was like, damn it. Cause apparently call it's so, um, okay. I'm just gonna say it. it's about Colin and apparently Colin's book is like the best one. Like, Mother effort. I know. Okay. Now when you read it, you're going to be like, damn it. Exactly. Um, did reading the book impact your mood in any way? How and where? No. I mean, no, it was romance. You're supposed to go, oh, that's what happened. It was like <laughs> muddy, but in like a, a tasteful way. Tasteful way, like the words they used. You know, like her warm opening or <laughs> shit like that. It wasn't like, you know, like Fifty Shades of Grey. It wasn't <laughs> like, you know, like his meat rod and her curtains or something like. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> what surprised you most about the book? Uh, repeat it one more time for me. <laughs> what surprised you most about the book? Um, probably the fact that there was kind of, I wouldn't say broken families, but so many like pieces of families just because of um, deaths, but I can understand why, because it's also the 1800s. There was a lot of deaths young back then because, you know, Simon's mother died at childbirth, so mm-hmm. his fa- it was just his father and he left, so it was just him and his nurse. The Bridgertons lost their father, so it mm-hmm. was just, you know, all the kids and the mother. The Featherington's dad was gone. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, it's kind of a theme. I don't know if maybe this was the real deal back then, like you said, but it's like everyone only has one parent that's yeah. living. Right. Um, I would say what surprised me most about the book, which is probably not even about the book, it's probably that time, is how these mothers did not prepare their daughters for sex. Um, right. Her mother totally failed her in not explaining sex or reproduction. And, like, how could you not know? Like, 
I just don't understand how you don't know how, like, you know where a baby, I have to assume they know where a baby comes, like, where it comes out, right? Not if they don't talk about it. Like, they know, like, their bodies, right? Not if they don't talk about it, because you gotta think. (sighs) They're so, they're suppressed because they've only been taught what their mother wants them to be taught. So, they're not interacting with all of these other kids that kids normally do at schools nowadays. true. There's always so, one slut at school. That's how right. everyone. I right. remember the slut at my school in the fifth grade, and I remember what she told me, and I was like, "What?" And my mom, and I go home and tell my mom, and she's like, "God damn it!" She's like, <laughs> "I should have been the one to tell you that," and I'm not going to tell a fifth grader. But somehow at school, I already told me, mom. Right. <laughs> so then after she told me, I told you, because you were a grade below me, so you wouldn't have been exposed to any people like that, and you were like, "What?" We were like, how does that work? (laughs) (laughs) So they didn't have that interaction with other kids. And it was something that they didn't talk about back then. So I could totally get why she didn't know. And her mother did fail her. Like, you'll you'll know what to do. No, I don't know what to do. So after after the duel, um, Daphne and the, the Duke agreed to get married. And as Lacey said, the mother is supposed to tell the daughter about sex on her like the night before her wedding so her mom goes in there and she's like doesn't even really give her any explanation she goes it's a marital act and that's how you get a baby and she's like but mom you have like eight kids so you did it like eight times and she's like no I did it more than eight times and she's like but did what and she's like your husband will tell you so Daphne like doesn't even understand what it is she's supposed to do on her wedding night doesn't even know how that makes a baby so the way Simon doesn't have a baby is he pulls out <laughs> and everyone on the internet calls him the king of pull out <laughs> which by the way is not 100 percent no so he must be really good at it but that's what he does and she's so ignorant that she doesn't know that that's, that that's why what he's they're not having a baby exactly so he's pulling out she just thinks he physically can't have kids she doesn't she doesn't know until she has a conversation with like the head of her household who says something about um something about because his mom had like so many stillbirths and miscarriages and she's like I told cuz she was very close with his mom and she's like I told her you know it's not always the woman sometimes the seed is bad so then Daphne kind of puts this together like okay when he's pulling out and coming all over the sheets which by the way that those poor freaking housekeepers have to right. clean up that's disgusting so she's like well when he's doing that that's his seed and that so she's like it's not that he can't have kids it's that he won't have kids so she confronts him about it and they have a huge blow up and then that leads her to rape him while he's drunk and she basically gets on top and doesn't get off (laughs) so she's trying to get pregnant um damn why did i explain that what was the question um, how did it make you feel? Oh, yeah. Just that her mom, I mean, like, how could you not tell your daughter? That's like the one yeah. thing you're supposed to do the night before their wedding, and you can't, like, oh, such a prude. Yeah. But it was also the time, I'm sure. So poor Daphne. But she wouldn't have had to go through all that had her mom straight right. up told her, hey, this is how it works. So. Next question. How does the book's title work in relation to the book's contents? I think it works. It works. 
Uh, is this book overrated or underrated? I'd say it's appropriate, because I can get why they turned it into a Netflix series. I would say before the show, it's underrated, because I had never heard of yeah. it before. I hadn't the- either. I was surprised about that. But there's still so many books that we haven't heard of. That is, yeah, that's very true. Um, did it remind you of any other books, or is it an original idea? I mean, I've, I've heard of other old-timey romances where they court, yeah. you know, but it's still original in itself. The genre is very well-known. Um, also, like, every book being about a different sibling or person mm-hmm. in the group, yeah, that's been done, but it works. Um, how did it impact you? Do you think you'll remember it in a few months or years? Like always, I'll probably remember it once I decide to read it again or see a new season on Netflix or whatever. Yeah, that'll probably be me if the Netflix thing. <laughs> uh, would you reread it? I'm going to say no. No, I don't think I'd reread this one. Just for the fact that I was kind of really, really pissed off at that scene. And then later on, he's just like, oh, it happened, but I love you. And I'm like, but. Yeah. <laughs> So after it happens, he does, like, he leaves. He goes to one of his other estates and, like, leaves her. He's pissed because he's like, let me know if you're pregnant, bitch. And then just, like, leaves. I don't blame him. That's fucked up. But then, yeah, he just kind of, like, forgives her and it's all water under the bridge. But, I mean, okay, he also failed her because as her husband, he could have told her, hey, did your mom talk about this with you? Like, but I think he was counting on her ignorance to keep them childless. You know what I mean? Like he wanted to keep her that way. So in a way, you know, she felt betrayed by him. He felt betrayed by her. Maybe they just like decided to overcome it. I don't know. But it's like, it was just like glazed over. It was like, oh, we're well, not pregnant, but oh, I want you to be. But I mean. Yeah. And he, he talked about it real quick. <laughs> <laughs> he goes from zero to 100 quick. He's like, okay, let's have a kid. But everything she was saying was true. I mean, I can see why he changed his mind because she's like, dude, you're letting your dad win from the grave. Like, he don't know that you're not having a kid and his title's ending. Like, he's dead. So why are you letting some dead dude dictate your life? But they should have talked about it that way before she yeah. raped him. I agree. I completely agree. Um, I don't know why the author decided to put that scene in. I would really like to know why. I mean, I do like the fact, though, I mean, I, it's rape in any form, shape, or way is bad. But I do like the fact that it did shed light on that men do get raped yes. as well. Because it's not talked about no. near as much as women at all. No, and it does happen. Not. Yes, I agree. Maybe that's why she put it in. I don't know. Maybe she put it in to show Daphne changing i don't know julia quinn if you're listening we would like to know (laughs) um any lingering questions or plot holes that you're still thinking about no i don't think so because i know we learn more about the brothers than the other books yeah um i would like to know what age these women go on the market Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It doesn't really say in the show either. It just says, and then when I looked it up, it said women in that time. It wasn't like a set age. It was just kind of like when they're ready. When their family decided they were ready. So, 
Yeah, I'm like, are these chicks like 15? Yeah, because like, I thought I was like 18, but then it said she was like 22, and that would make yeah, her 20 when she went it, on the market. And he was like yeah. 28 or something. He was 32. It says oh, he's 32. So. so he's significantly older than her. It doesn't really touch on that in the show at all. Um, but yeah, I was, that, that was something that I was kind of thinking about. Um, I didn't like how... When Simon's being born, his dad just, like, talks about his wife like she's damn livestock giving birth or some mm-hmm. shit. He was a horrible person. Um, oh, here's another plot hole. <laughs> Probably not even about the book. Maybe just life in general at that time. Why do they not know if they started their period until they pull back the sheets and look in their bed? Like, were you not having cramps? Could you not feel it? They're like, oh, let me wake mm-hmm. up and pull back the sheets and see if I, see if Aunt Flo came. That's true. <laughs> They're doing that in the show, too. They're, like, pulling back their sheets. And I'm like, bitch, you know when Aunt Flo came. I don't know. will wake you up. Yeah. I thought that was weird. Uh, Maybe they drink so much wine or something that they just passed out every night. Who knows? <laughs> when they're, like, 17 or 18? Maybe so. <laughs> Different times. Um, so we do have a review that was sent. Let me... Pull that up. Oh, shit. It went away. Okay, let me pull it up again. There we go. So this is from Sarah. Um, their Insta name is at the library at Pooh Corner. So they put <laughs> a not-so-biased review by me. Uh, Sarah gave it three stars, and then this is Sarah's review. It is a truth universally acknowledged that the book is almost always better. In this case, it doesn't ring true, but there's a few reasons for that. The first is that the TV show incorporated other aspects from the rest of the book series, so I found myself expectantly waiting for characters that were either scarcely mentioned or didn't exist. In some ways, this was better. I found myself more invested in Daphne and Simon's relationship, but the book lacked the color I expected and wanted from it, which made me feel quite disappointed. The second reason is that reading sex scenes is like the equivalent of when you're watching a film with your parents and suddenly, bam, unexpected sex in the TV. It's awkward, it's uncomfortable, and I found it wasn't very sexy in comparison. To make matters worse, the scene where Daphne essentially rapes Simon feels much darker, not that I thought it could be in the book than in the show. I discussed this at length the other day with my cousin, and the only logical explanation we could come up with for the inclusion of this scene was that men get raped too and we need to talk about it. And to her credit, Julia Quinn has opened a dialogue about something that not many people are willing to discuss. Art is there to surprise, shock shock and raise discussions. I'm unsure if this was her intention, but it has definitely got a lot of people talking. I know for a fact I would have likely enjoyed this better if I had read it before I watched the show. Mm -hmm. Its focus on the main characters makes sense, but I miss the rest of the ton and their involvement in in their relationship. The vibrance the rest of the cast of characters bring to the story just proves in a way that on their own, maybe Daphne and Simon aren't the best. Okay. How, I don't know how to say this word. It, <laughs> is it prognist? Prognist? It's like I know how to say it in my mind, but when I go to say it in like person. You're talking about protagonist? Yeah. There you go. Uh, maybe they're actually quite dull. So that was Sarah's review, and I would say that she is pretty spot on with her review. Uh, yeah, and that, that's why I didn't want to watch the show before we did this episode, is because I could tell that you told me about the scenes and the costumes and everything it was just mm-hmm. really bright and pastel. Mm-hmm. And beautiful. It's beautiful. And 
I could tell it wasn't in the book when I first started reading it, so I was like, no, okay, I need to keep this separate. Because I felt like I would expect that from the book, too, if I did watch the show. Yeah, and when Sarah said that, um, you know, she found herself waiting for characters that are not even mentioned mm-hmm. in the book or don't exist, I did that feel too. like I felt that. Because they're like, there's so many characters in the show, and you're like waiting, and they just never come. And then I don't agree about reading the sex scenes, I guess, because I. No. You can I tell. A lot of romance. I knew where it was going. Yeah. Right. Maybe, Sarah, maybe. Like smutty books are not your your bag. That's fine. It's not for everyone. Um, I didn't find these to be that awkward, and I have read I some either. that I'm like in there giggling, and right. Steve is like, well, "What are you reading?" I didn't feel that way with these. I thought they were tasteful. Um, I agree. I think I would have liked it better if I'd read it first and then watched the show. And I agree that maybe Daphne and Simon aren't the best like main characters. Yeah. You know, kind of one-dimensional. She just wants a kid with a dude that don't want one, so. That's a good yeah. review. It's a romance book. It's always that way. Yes. Yes. Um, so I made a list of differences between the show and the book. So, without further ado, here's my list. First difference. In the book, the nurse is the one that educates him and takes care of him. And in the show, Lady Danbury does. And Lady Danbury is a very big character in the show. Hardly mentioned in this book. I was and like, she wow, was one, the one of the ones that I liked, the no nonsense. Right. Um, and the the book also makes it like Daphne's been on the market for two seasons, and in the show, it's like her first time coming out. And the show kind of makes it seem like the longer you're on the market, the like lower your prospect is of getting a good husband. Mm. Also, the entire thing about going to see the queen. For your coming out and the queen, like, giving you a rank does not exist in the book at all. Um, in the book, Lady Whistledown, the paper costs five pennies. And in the show, it doesn't really mention that they pay for it. Maybe it's just, like, assumed. Um, the other thing is Lady Whistledown's not in this book enough. No. She's at the it's beginning like of every chapter, but it's, yeah, it's yeah, just, like a, little it's just a few sentences. And then mm-hmm. she's in the show a lot, and she's Julie Andrews narrates it, and it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. I yeah. couldn't see anything better. In the book, hardly talks about the Featheringtons. Um, they're in the show a lot. There's another, there's a fourth Featherington sister that's ten in the book that is not in the show. And in the book, the dad is already dead, and he's alive in the show. Mm-hmm. There's also no prince, which was disappointing. Eloise has zero lines, which she's one of the best characters in the show, you'll see. Simon doesn't have a friend that boxes in the book. And basically, this book is only about Simon and Daphne. It really doesn't have anyone else in it. And I agree. Like Sarah said, the other characters really bring other stuff to the show that's entertaining. And also, the biggest difference, and I'm not going to spoil it for you, Lacey, but Lady Whistledown is revealed. In the show. Uh, and she has not been revealed in this first book. I don't know when she's going to get revealed. But we know who it is at the end of the show. Why are you disappointed by that? Because I like it to last a little longer. Look, I want to know who it is. But I also want to be like, who is it? Because I already have my suspicions. Okay, who do you think it is? No, I won't say. I won't. 
I won't <laughs> react one way or the other. Just who do you think it is? They said it was a young girl, so I'm thinking it's one of the sisters. One who of the said it was a young girl? At the end, in one of the prologues, it flashed back because it said somewhere in a room not far away from the Hastings estate, a young oh, girl yeah, sat down. It, yeah, that's at the very end, yeah. It does give some clues. I will give you that. Um, I think, I don't know why they decided to reveal it in the show. Maybe they were worried they wouldn't get another season. Um, you know, I'm glad that it wasn't like Gossip Girl where it's at the very freaking end. I had to get through every season of that damn show to find out who it was. I'm glad I got an answer, you know. But it could also be like, I don't know for sure that this is the same person it is in the book because I don't know who it is in the book. So what if it's just like a tease? You know? Yeah. It could be. You'll see when you watch the show. You better text me as soon as you watch it. (laughs) I will. But it was good. I'll probably read them. I mean, it's not like, I'll read the rest of them. It's not like a priority. Well, they're kind of standalone in their own ways, too. Yeah. Yeah, you could definitely read them alone. You don't, you wouldn't have to read them in order, but. Well, that pretty much sums up. So it ends. Oh, well, let's tell, let's tell people how it ends. Cause you know, William doesn't read the book, so he's going to want to know how it ends. So. They get married. They have four kids. Yes, so they have four. The book ends with her giving birth to the third. No, they. Yeah, you're right. Four, because it's like three girls and a boy, right? So mm-hmm. it ends with her giving birth to their son, because um, he just like totally forgives her, and they live happily ever after. And then the second. No, don't bring that up. Okay. Because I don't want it. I don't want that to be spoiled for anyone who has not read it or. Because Colin's book is supposed to be the best. I'm not going to talk. I was going to talk about his. Okay. his. Okay. I was just going to say, like, once her kids are grown, what was it, like, 17 years later, she yeah. ends up pregnant again. Son. Yes, she ends up pregnant again. And her son is 17, and she's 41. And I'm like, listen, with as often as these people are dying, bitch, that was not a good idea. No. Because you're old, and you're in the 1800s, where there's no, like, geriatric pregnancy care. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Yeah. So that's how it ends. It's a good ending. It wraps every it wraps their story up. Live happily ever after. You're gonna mm-hmm. love the show. Big I house. can't wait until you watch it. I know. I watch it. I watch it soon. When are you gonna watch it? Probably. I'll probably start it this week because I'm almost finished with this new Italian show I started already. So maybe when I come over for Galentine's, we can start the final season of Sabrina. Yeah. Which I haven't really heard anything about. I haven't either. So I haven't, and you know, it's like the end. Mm-hmm, like the end I, end. I haven't heard if it wraps anything up, if it's good, if it's bad. I literally have not heard anything about it. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad I thing. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing either, but we'll see. <laughs> um... Oh, you need to announce your book. Lacey picked the next book. Yes. 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 So you've got one week. Two weeks. Two weeks. Sorry. 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 Two weeks to get your copy and read along. Uh, It's called A Touch of Darkness by Scarlet St. Clair. I'm excited about this one. I'm excited, too. It's about Hades and Persephone. Basically, it's a different story spin on it. And we love our Hades and Persephone. Wait, how did you say her name? Persephone? Or is it supposed to be Persephone? Persephone. 
I can't okay, say I say persipping. Pers- that's what it is, yeah. But no, I don't think you're wrong, because I've heard people say it like you, too. I don't know which way is right. I don't know if there is a right I could right see Persephone. Wrong. I could see that. So if you know the answer, go ahead and let us know. Persephone or Persephone? Yeah, not this way. Steve, do you know? Hades' wife? You don't know how to say it? Persephone or, or Persephone? Persephone. Yeah. Steve said Persephone. <laughs> look it up. There's gotta be a. There's gotta be like a here. I'll look it up right now on Google because there's gotta be like a pronunciation. William, William do you? <laughs> will, William probably does know. <laughs> Gonna text me. Last week he sent me something and then sent me this weird face and he's like, as I was typing this to you, you started talking about me throwing shade and I'm like, I didn't throw shade. <laughs> <laughs> he's like as I was typing you're like I know William's going to text me <laughs> Okay, how do you say Persephone okay here's a little let me see if it'll play Persephone yeah you hear that yeah Persephone Persephone. No, Persephone. I don't know where I picked up Persephone but I know I've heard it before too I have heard it before so I yeah I don't think you're wrong, um, and it's spelled that way, so whatever, let us know. William will let us know, I'm sure. Um, yeah, it's like a modern day telling of Hades and his wife, and I'm excited about it. As soon as Lacey sent it to me, I was like, hell, yeah. Yes. It's a smutty book, mm-hmm. so we, like, for Valentine's Day, we wanted to pick, like, a romance and then kind of like a smut book, so I picked Bridgerton, Lacey picked a smut, we'll see how it goes, two weeks. Send us your questions, reviews, comments, concerns, two bookworms, one podcast at gmail.com or Instagram at two bookworms, one podcast. And then next week we're going to have our talkie sewed and we'll let you know what we're talking about later. Yeah. Bye guys. (laughs) Yeah. Bye. (laughs) Little say bye.